Can we give God a hand? Come on. Look at your neighbor. Say, God's got something good. Now say it like you mean it, like you're not selling something. Say, God's got something good. Come on, yeah. Let's let faith rise in this room. Father God, today we honor you and your word. Father, we come expectant knowing that we never show up and you don't. You're always here. You always show up. And so, Father, today, as we dive into your word, I pray that you would make a moment a milestone. Make a moment a milestone. Father, I thank you for everybody in this room, for everybody watching online, and I thank you, God, that that you prepared a table for us. And so, Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you. We honor you. Do what we cannot. Take your word, plant it in our hearts, and bring transformation that our community might be changed. In Jesus' name. All God's people said. If you're new to church, amen, just means I agree, so let it be. Man, it's good to be in the house with you today. Uh, this, the title of this message is, Where There's a Will. Come on, you know it. Where there's a will. Come on, where there's a will. God is a way maker. I want to um, talk to you a little bit about this. Last week, we, we uh, were in our series on moments. And um, a moment is always an invitation to more. Come on. A moment with Jesus is always an invitation to more in your life. And, and what we saw last week uh, in John was we don't want to have a miracle moment without more. The, the man got healed, went away, and Jesus found him again and said, stop sinning. Why? Because Jesus wanted to heal his soul, not just his body. Is anybody with me here? It's not just what he can do for you. It's what he can do in you. Are you, are you tracking? And so, so the first thing I want you to know is don't ever have a moment without a map. Don't ever have a moment without a map. Whenever God gives you a moment, there's a map that goes with it. And, and you go, what are you talking about, Pastor? Uh, l- let's look in Matthew 4, all right? And I'm going to start in verse 13. Jesus is rejected at Nazareth, right? We, we get this. He's, he's rejected at Nazareth, his hometown, So he goes to Capernaum and makes that his hometown. After the initial threat on his life, they actually threatened Jesus' life in his hometown. And and I want you to see in Capernaum, something cool happens. Um, He meets Peter. He meets Andrew. He meets James. He meets John, all fishermen in that city. But then he also meets a guy named uh, Levi Matthew, who is a tax collector. Matthew ends up writing the gospel of Matthew. So, uh, you know, pretty important guy. And, 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 and I want you to see this, that, that, that some moments matter more than others. If, if they've done excavations of Capernaum, particularly in the late 60s, and found the house of Simon Peter. They found the synagogue of the Roman centurion. They found all these things. So I want you to know that your faith is, is based on places that actually exist, right? Not fairy tales. This is, this is the word of God. This is true. This is authentic. This is real. Is anybody out there? You get, right? That, 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 that they found all these places. So, so Peter is living there and, and he follows Jesus. James follows Jesus. Uh, Andrew follows Jesus. John follows Jesus. Then Matthew, Jesus calls Matthew. And, and some, some moments just simply matter more than others. The Bible says in Matthew 4, 13, leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zeb- Zebulun and Naphtali. To fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah, land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, the way to the sea along the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. 
Come on. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. So Isaiah, prophesying 800 years before Jesus hits planet earth, prophesies that Jesus will go to Capernaum. He prophesies where he will be and that there will be a light in darkness. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent, turn, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Can I tell you, God has a plan even in pain. Come on. God has a plan even in pain. Can I get an amen? Come on. That there's something. God, Jesus was rejected faced one of the greatest rejections in his life by his own people, by his own hometown, maybe even by his own family. James follows later his brother, and yet he goes to Capernaum. The gospel is opened up there, and he gets five disciples, one that would write about him in the book of Matthew, a gospel author, and I think that's so important. You know, Rick was talking about uh, the, the, this a miracle opportunity that we have to uh, purchase a home for our Midlothian campus out of Midlothian. And I just want to tell you, when I, when I first took the lead of this church, I felt like I had in my heart to, to go to a place where there, were no, there wasn't a church around. And so um, we wanted to start Midlo campus 11 years ago. And uh, we went to this shopping center next to the one that we're currently residing in. We didn't realize they were two separate things. They just all look like one. They told us to get lost. Um, they're like, nope, no way. We don't want a church in here. I'm like, but you have all this empty space. We, we were kind of incredulous. So I, so I told our executive pastor, I'm like, just call them again. You know, I mean, Amy knows this. Amy jokes about this. I'm a very uh, stu stubborn, hard-headed person. So I don't take no for an answer very often. I'm like, but, but you, no is just a delayed yes, right? So, so uh, we, 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 we went again, called again. They're like, uh, Target's here. They don't want you here. Uh, they don't want you taking up parking. They don't want this. They don't want that. I'm like, great, okay. So it's a hard no, okay. So I said, well, why don't we call again? Um, and uh, executive pastor said, I, I don't think that, that, that'd be the best thing. I just, I, I, they really mean no. And I said, well, I really feel like God wants us out there, so it's going to be a yes. And um, he, he called, uh, he said, well, I think there's actually two shopping centers. They just look like one, and this one near Wawa. And I said, well, we'll call them. I mean, call anybody at this point. Just call them. And so he did, and, and the guy uh, said, well, I mean, we don't rent to churches. Uh, but we'll talk to you. And so I was like, okay, well, that, that, that's a foot in the door. And we went and, uh, we, you know, uh, some of you know this story. It was a uh, conference table that cost more than our church. And um, a big, big high place. And this guy comes in and he owns 220 properties in Virginia. He owns a lot of the malls and a lot of places, a lot of downtown. And he's looking at me and he's like, well, what can you offer me? I'm like, nothing. Uh, we're poor church. I just thought maybe you'd want to give us this place. And, and by the time we walked out of there, I'd already told God what we wanted. And this man gave us everything. Uh, he gave us a quarter million dollars to build it out. He gave us X, gave us Y, gave us all this stuff. Um, and and we're still, we still pay the lowest rent there out of anybody. And he reminds me often. But, um, uh, but, but that man also got saved this past Easter. He and his wife, after 10 years, in the front seat of our, uh, front, front row of our church. So you never know what God can do in people's lives. And I love him. Just met with him this week. Um, and so I want to tell you this. I, we could have taken a lot of rejection and said, well, okay, forget the mission. But several hundred people later, two services later, families later. I'll show you one guy. He's a firefighter uh, in Henrico. Can you put up this picture of Lam? His name's Lam. 
Lom, uh, is a Virginia Tech grad. He moved to this area to teach wrestling initially, and he's, uh, his parents are from Vietnam. Lam grew up Buddhist, and um, Lam followed a girl to our church. And, you know, however God's got to get you. No, I'm just playing, but uh, he, he followed one of our worship leaders to our church, and I'm like, girl, what you doing, you know, you know, but, uh, but Lam came, and um, really amazing guy, and uh, wasn't saved, and he was, he was one of the first people uh, to come to our Midlothian campus, and um, I, I had started a Bible study, and Lam showed up, and uh, several other guys, and they were just excited uh, that Lam was there, and he was a really nice guy. I mean, you can just tell. He looks like a big teddy bear, uh, and he is. Um, and he, at this time, he was just teaching kids wrestling. And, and then Carlene, if you can show Carlene. Carlene's one of our worship leaders. Lam sent this picture. Carlene didn't like it. Um, she's like, thanks, Lam. Uh, but, you know, Lam didn't care. It, she, it, and so Carlene was in our team. And now, can you show both of them together? Uh, I had the privilege. Uh, Lam was the first person to give his life to Christ in our Midlothian campus. Um, family uh, largely rejected that. Um, and, and a lot of division there, but, but we're believing for Lom's family too. Uh, but Lom came to Christ. He, I had the privilege of marrying, officiating the ceremony for he and Carlene, um, and then show this other picture. This is, I think, them with their two beautiful little girls, and this is family now, and uh, Lom got out of wrestling and into firefighting. I don't know how that happened, but, um, but it, over in Henrico, serving our community, and here's what I want to tell you. You never know where the map is, but if you, you know, where you're going to end up. But if you know the mission, if you know the mission, then you'll look at moments and try and make them milestones because it means you're on a journey with Jesus. If you're having a moment, that's an encounter. But a milestone is a point of progression in development on your journey. We knew we were on a journey, so Jesus facing rejection was just an opportunity. And, and us facing rejection as, as a church in a campus was an opportunity for us to get to the right place. And here's what I want to tell you. A lot of people here know and leave. Can I just tell you, all of God's promises are yes and amen. If you are following Jesus, if you are in his will, if God is for you, no one can be against you. If God is with you, who can be against you? If God, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Come on. Like there's got to be something inside of you that says, no ain't an option. Are you with me today? That, 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 that if he says no, it's an option. But, but if he said yes, then, then everybody else saying no is just a delayed yes, and God is looking for faithfulness in you. Jesus meets five guys that will follow him to death, save John, who likely dies on the Isle of Patmos, writing Revelation. All of these guys were faithful to the gospel. Jesus meets them because he said, well, if you're a no, then they're going to be a yes. Church, there is a yes waiting for you. Make a moment a milestone, even if it's a difficult one, even if it's one that you don't understand, even if it's one that's hard to take, because I don't meet that guy. That guy is not in my life. If we just say, well, I guess if they don't want us, nobody does. Aren't you glad that if you believe in eternity, 
if you really believe what the word of God says, that you showed up. There's people in heaven because of a yes. Because we said not a delayed no. So in Luke 4, Jesus talks more about this and he talks, he goes back to Nazareth and Nazareth loves Jesus right now. They're, it's hometown and they're, they're loving him and Jesus goes to his synagogue, which the Bible says was his custom. The, the, back then, all of the books were written on scrolls and usually you only got a chapter or a portion of scripture. They didn't have like Bibles. They didn't have scrolls like you would get. Like all of Isaiah was probably two 30-foot scrolls. They didn't have that. So they would take pieces of it and they would pass them all around. And that the day that Jesus shows up in his hometown after doing all these miracles, everybody's crazy about him. He comes to church and he gets to read. The attendant hands him the scroll. The scroll happens to be Isaiah 61, right? The spirit of Jesus gets up and reads it. It just happens to be the one that's passed around to his, his town that day. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me because he's, he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for captives, to release prisoners from darkness, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, the day of vengeance of our God. He, he reads it, sits down. They all are in amazement. And he says, today, this scripture, 800 years old prophecy is fulfilled in your hearing. Fulfillment of it, right here, standing in front of you. And, and they're amazed. And then they go, Wait a minute, it, it, don't we know his dad? Isn't his dad the carpenter? Like, come on, that can't be him. And, and they start to take offense at him, the Bible says. Really what it means is they start to trip over the rock. The word is scandalizo, scandal. Means that, that they, they thought Jesus was scandalous. They tripped over him. Can't be him. That can't be right. You, you can't be that guy. And so they get so mad, Jesus says, you know what? There were a lot of prophets that came. None were accepted in his hometown. The same word that's used to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor is the exact same word that he says a prophet is not accepted in his hometown. Same Greek word. Which means that God was always willing even when we weren't. God was ready to show favor. We weren't ready to receive it. That's what it's saying. And so they try to kill Jesus. They try and throw him off a, a cliff. Can you, can you imagine? And, and you might go, gosh, who are these people? Like, well, I, I don't know. But, but here's what I know. Amazement doesn't mean acceptance. You can be amazed. The Bible says they were amazed at the teaching, at the words that he spoke. A lot of us can be amazed in a moment, but not accept it as a milestone. And go, you know, Jesus, uh, I know that you did something for me, but I want you to do something in me now change my life. Don't be furious in light of his favor, is what I would say. And so, so Jesus moves on. He goes back to Capernaum. And, and, and you might, I want to say this very clearly, because I think this is important about maps, milestones and maps. Do not confuse the Jordan with Jerusalem. Okay. Say, so what do you mean by that, Pastor? Well, when the Israelites went into the promised land, the Bible says that Jordan was at flood stage. God miraculously held up the Jordan River so that they could walk through on dry, dry ground. Okay? Now, a lot of us might look at that moment and say, wow, what a moment. That's amazing. We're in the promised land now. Let's just camp out here. We don't got to fight nobody. That's a moment. God did a moment. God did a thing for me. But then God called him to a place called Jericho to fight. 
He stopped at the Jordan, but he stopped up the Jordan so they could get to Jericho. But that's intimidating. They're going to make fun of us. It's impenetrable walls. They used to race chariots for, for a cross on them. On, on the top of the wall, it was that thick. Nobody defeats Jericho. We've never even fought a walled city. We fight out in the plains, you know? It's intimidating. They're going to make fun of us as we march around it. I don't understand it. God will lead you to places that are intimidating and that you don't understand. And so, so they, 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 they go to Jericho. They march around the walls. Everybody makes fun of them. Seven days they do this. Finally, the walls come tumbling down. You know the story? They won the victory, but stumbled over the rubble. Meaning they defeated the city, but there's a guy named Achan who stole treasure that belonged to God. And they lost the battle of Ai. They learn from it. They grow from it. Another moment. But they made it a milestone. Go all the way. All the way to Jericho. As a result, Hebron waits. Giants await. All these things await. Don't confuse the Jordan with Jerusalem. A lot of people meet Jesus for a moment, but never make him a milestone. Can I tell you, Jesus wants to be on the journey with you. He wants to be on the journey with you. Don't, don't look and go, gosh, great moment. I'll see ya. Or man, that was nice up until that point. See ya. No, no, no. Keep going. Be an illustration instead of an illusion. <laughs> be an illustration instead of an illusion. Mark chapter 2, Jesus goes back to Capernaum, right? And this is interesting because the Bible says that they, remember we talked about them last week, they've got all these things going on, right? They, 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 they pack the house where Jesus is. They pack the place outside of the house where Jesus is. They likely found this house. They know, they know this house opened up to the street and the whole street is crowded. And four guys show up with their friend. You might, I'm sure many of you know this story. He's an invalid. He can't move, can't walk, paralyzed. And these guys can't get in because they were late. But late isn't lost. Hear me. You can still, still get to Jesus. You can still get to Jesus. These four guys go, well, we're late. We ain't got no seats. Not getting in. Can't do it. Most of us would probably have walked away. I know the crowd certainly would. They were all trying to get in and they couldn't get in. How many sick people were in the crowd? We'll never know. But these guys go, you know what? There's a, there's a walkway that leads to the roof. Yeah, who cares? You can't see him. You can't get to him. You can't hear him there. Say, so it doesn't matter. Let's climb on the roof. So they take this guy on a stretcher. Four of them walk up to the roof. They go, well, Jesus is in there. He's not up here. And they do something audacious, right? They begin to rip the roof apart that isn't theirs. They vandalize another man's house while Jesus is literally teaching in it. And so Jesus kind of teaching. Pharisees are there, and he's looking up, seeing light come through and all this noise and people are getting dust on them and people are getting mud on them and people are going what is going on and these guys the, the, these, these stupid guys just keep digging until they get this opening 
big enough. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the master's teaching, I just want you to see this. And everybody in the courtyard's going, why didn't we think of that? We got sick people here. Like, like, like I want to see Jesus. I want to be here. This guy gets lowered right in front of Jesus. Imagine stopping the whole service. And, 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 and Jesus looks at the guy. And here's what he says in the Greek. Forgiven are your sins, son. Forgiven is the emphasis. Forgiven. This guy's an invalid. He's here to get healed. No, just like the man who is lame. Jesus sees to the heart. And he says, nah, there's something much more important here. This man's soul is more important than his legs. Hear me. And, and he says, you're forgiven. And the guy says, uh, all the Pharisees, they go, who is this guy? He's blaspheming. He has no power to forgive sins. Only God can forgive sins. And he says, which is easier? To tell the man, get up and walk or your sins are forgiven. He says, but so that you believe, get up, take up your mat, walk. This guy gets up, takes up his mat, and walks out the front door. Came in through the roof, but walks out the front door. Know what I'm saying? And he's an illustration that Jesus is exactly who he says he is. And, and, and I want to encourage you today. Some of us are like people in the crowd. I guess no means no. Full house. Can't get in. Can't do it. But, but, but there's a Savior in there who will stop everything that he's doing if you show up. He'll, everybody else fades to black and he's looking at you going, oh, you need a miracle. Well, that you're in luck. I'm a miracle worker. I'm a miracle worker. What you need? Yeah, I'll give you more than you came in looking for. A miracle worker's here today. And he's able to give you more than you are looking for. I wonder what you came looking for today. For some of you, peace. For some of you, joy. For some of you, encouragement. For some of you. I just had this image. And I hope you don't mind if I, if I practice this today. Would you bow your heads with me for a minute? Just close your eyes. It's something we do in church. I kind of feel like there's people here today that, that, that are in need of a miracle. Maybe you're, you've been struggling with something secret, whatever it is. And, and, and you thought the house was full. It's not. Jesus is here. You can get in, even if you got to get through the roof. Be an illustration. Don't have a moment without a milestone. Don't have a, don't have a milestone without a map. Let God take you to where he wants you to go because there's a mission for you. Could you just say, Pastor, that's me. Would you just raise your hand? Just say, man, I, I just, I need to get to the healer. I need to get to the Savior. Yeah. Yeah, I just need to get to, I need to get to Jesus. Our prayer team's going to come up in this moment. And if that's you, I just want you to know that, that, you, that God is here for you. He sees you. He sees you. He sees you. He sees you. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to I wanna introduce you to Jesus. You don't have to dig through a roof today, but you do have to come to him with expectation. And he's here to meet you at your expectation and even more. 
He might give you more than you bargained for. If you, if you don't know Jesus as a savior, maybe you came, maybe you came to see him and, 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 and hear what he had to say. Maybe, maybe he was a good rabbi. Maybe he was a good person. Maybe, maybe he was doing some healings, but maybe you came because you needed something. But, but God wants to give you more than you came for. He wants to give you abundant eternal life and that's only found through his son. I would like to invite our church to say this prayer today. And if you're in our seats, I want you to say it as well. Anything can happen if you don't take no for an answer. Come on. Say this with me. Say, dear God, forgive me of my sin. I come to you in desperate need. I give you my life today because I believe that you died. You rose again. You conquered death and hell. And you forgave my sin. Thank you for giving me a new start. I receive your grace. Jesus, I make you my Lord. Jesus, I make you my Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen. Heads bowed, eyes closed. You said that prayer. Amen. In your heart, would you just raise your hand right now? There's a miracle worker in the room. Come on. Yes. Yes. Come on. Nice and high for me. Yes. That's awesome. Let's thank God for that today. 